Welcome to St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Saratoga Springs, New York, where we are gathered by God to share the love of Jesus. Today we continue our catechism series with the Office of the Keys. Here is this week's message from Pastor Adam Wiegand. Grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. I don't like going to the dentist. <laughs> so when they say, open up and say, ah, uh, I have all kinds of emotions inside, most of them revolving around my very developed gag reflex. And so I just don't like going. I do go, I brush, I floss, I have good teeth, but I just don't like going to the dentist. So today, when I say, open up and say, ah, in some ways, I'm going to try and create in you some of the same anxiety I feel when I go to the dentist. <laughs> but ah also has a comforting connotation. Like you've just had the most delicious, refreshing drink of iced tea on a hot day. Make that sound. Ah. We can open up and say ah, and I hope that you'll get some of that comfort and some of that refreshing out of this brief message as well. Ah, A-A-A-H-H-H is actually an acronym today. There are things that are going to help us remember this sermon, this message, this work that God does within our life by his two kinds of word in Scripture. On the one hand, there is law. And we heard some of that law today from 2 Samuel. When Nathan the prophet confronted King David about the horrific, horrendous sin that he had committed against Bathsheba, against her husband Uriah, and against the kingdom of Israel, and against the God of Israel, the same God that we worship. And by his bony finger pointing at David, after telling him the story of that little ewe lamb, he said, you are the man. And he wasn't giving him props. He was saying, you did exactly what the guy in the story did. You stole something innocent and ruined it and killed it. And it's your fault. David felt the weight of the law. That's one of God's words. He still speaks it into the church, into the world today. His law hasn't changed. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, not a little jot or tittle, not even the tiniest little fly speck of writing will pass away from his law. We're all under it, and we're all guilty of it. So when we confess our sins, we don't have a Nathan with a bony finger and a story telling us our sins. What we have is God's law as a mirror to be able to look at ourselves and say, have I lived like God would want me to 100% of the time in every way? Any of you say yes? Me either. So that word of law always accuses us. There's another word, and we'll get to that in just a minute, but that word of law brings about a couple of things in us. At first, 
makes us, what's that word? Angry. We don't like getting caught. We don't like being told that we're not as good as we think we are. And it brings up in us that human sin of pride that says, I'm as good as God wants me to be. But we know that's not true. And so because of the disparity, because of the difference between what God wants us to be and what we know we are, the old Adam in us, the old Eve in us, rebels, gets angry at God's demands. How dare you say that I have to be holy like you are holy? You know I can't. And so if you've ever been angry at yourself for sinning, or for God, finding a way that you could sin, you're in good company. The whole human family has sinned this way. But not just a angry, a also ashamed. Remember our first parents in Eden, when they realized that they had sinned against God and that they were naked, literally, and also naked, vulnerable before God, and they were liable to him. What did they do? They tried to sew fig leaves together. And then when God came into the garden for his evening visit, they hid in a bush, thinking that somehow they'd be able to evade the all-seeing God. <laughs> Shame is such a powerful motivator. Once upon a time, my Uncle Charlie, my grandmother's brother, found me something, doing something that I should not have been doing as a little kid. And what did he say? Adam, shame on you. It was enough to turn me away immediately from what I was doing. Because I knew that I had disappointed somebody that I love. And sin does that to us. It does it between God and people, but it also does it between people and people. We try and hide and minimize and justify what really is a sin from each other. And we do it from God. But we can't. Because usually the sins that we try to hide are the ones that are most obvious to other people. And of course, they're most known to God. So not only are we angry and ashamed, we then get to the other ah. I'm afraid that God is going to judge me. I'm afraid of what people are going to think of me. I'm afraid that I've sinned so badly that I'm out of God's purview. I've gotten too far away. I'm afraid that I'm all alone in this. I'm afraid of what's going to happen to me. I'm afraid he's going to condemn me even to hell. So if you had to open up and say, ah, about your sin, it's appropriate. It's right to be grieved over them. It's right to despair about them. It's right to say, I shouldn't have done that. It's right to feel angry and ashamed and afraid about our sins. Because they do set us apart from God. They divide us from the Father who loves us, from the Son who died for us, from the Spirit who calls out to us. Which is why 
every time we get together in worship, I give you an opportunity to take out the trash. Have you ever cooked chicken and prepared the bones and left the fat and such in the garbage can under the sink for two days? That's you when you don't get rid of the sin in your life. When it piles up and accumulates, it stinks. Confession is a gift of God so that we can face up honestly about all of the ways that we have fallen short of the glory of God and say, Oh Lord, have mercy on me. I'm riddled with the world's disease. And then you could fill in the blank of what kind of sins those are. That's why God gave it to us, because he doesn't want us as his children to stink. <laughs> he wants us instead to do and be holy. And that's what God does for us in confession and forgiveness. Like I said before, as we look at Luther's small catechism, it starts out in confession. It says, now confession has two parts. The first part is repentance. And contrition. This is feeling sorry. This is the first AAA of our sins. The angry, the ashamed, the afraid. But then it says the second part is to receive forgiveness. You can't have one without the other in God's economy. When we confess, he is faithful and he's just and he forgives our sins. Even David, the murderer, adulterer, was forgiven. God put his sin away, and he would not die because Christ came for David. Christ came for me. Christ came for you. Christ came for the whole world, bearing forgiveness in his body at the same time that he bears our sins in his body. It says in Scripture that when Jesus died, he breathed a loud sigh and gave up his spirit. It might be, ah, as he felt the weight of our sin. As he knew the separation from, from God that should have been ours. As he felt hell there on the cross. But that work for you makes you like him, holy. You are clean. All of the stain is washed away. You are whiter than snow. No spot or sin remains. Our Lord has made you holy. If the Lord has made you holy, maybe that will also make you hopeful. You know, I've said it before. I'm so grateful that the sinner I am today is not the sinner that I was this time last year. I'm a little not so happy about the fact that I'm going to be a different kind of sinner a year from now. But the truth of it is that no matter what kind of sinner I am, one thing remains even more constant than my sin, and that is the mercy of God that says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just 
and will forgive your sins, and he'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. There's a hope in me that God is making me better and better. The Lord is making his image clearer and clearer in me. The Lord is helping me to be more and more like Jesus Christ in what I say, more and more like Jesus Christ in what I do and what I think. And is it instant and is it permanent? No, because daily I still sin much. But God still forgives more. And that allows me to have the hope of a good life here that keeps on improving and an even better and perfect life when the day comes that Christ comes to redeem all of his people and opens up the kingdom of heaven to all believers where sin and death and separation will be no more. Does that build up in you a hope not only for today, but for tomorrow and the next week and the week after that, that God will continue to work in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight. We are holy already. That helps us to be hopeful for our life now and later. And then finally, we recognize that God has given us his spirit so that we are also helped. Repentance means to change direction. Like if I were walking this way, I should say, oh, no, I'm going the wrong way. I should go this way instead. Repentance leads us back to Jesus over and over and over and over again. And by his gift of the helper, the Holy Spirit, we actually are able to do the work of forgiving as well. In John chapter 20, Jesus breathed on his disciples and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you Forgive the sins of any? Guess what? They're forgiven. God invites us into his work. God invites us to do the forgiving thing. And I'll tell you, we absolutely need his help for that. But when we have his help, the joy that comes from restored relationships, the joy that comes from knowing that we have done the right thing, the joy that comes from knowing that God is at work in us and in somebody else and preparing for us an eternal level of blessings that we haven't even begun to think of or imagine. We are helped. So bearing that in mind, what kind of way would you say, open up and say, ah, God has given us of his spirit so that as we come and recognize our fault, he will also say, please recognize my work, my love, and my grace in your life as well. So my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you might not be saying yeah to this or amen, but why don't you say, ah, it means the same thing. Yeah, this is who I am. This is what God has done for me. This is what I can do. I'm holy. I'm hopeful. I've been helped so that I can go and do the same work that God does in my life in the lives of the world around me. God bless you to do that. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please rise. I may the peace of God that passes all of our human understanding keep your hearts and minds rejoicing that the Lord is in you with forgiveness. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church, please visit spalutheran.org. God's blessings to you.
Go in peace and serve the Lord.